Recorded live at the Hawk's Nest on the summit in Pataskala, Ohio. This is Garage Days, underproduced and over the top. I am your host, Arch Madness. Really appreciate your patience the last few weeks without an episode. Uh, weather was a factor, and just being slammed at work was, was another. So many great shows and events happening this summer. I want to recap a, a lot of where I've been and what I've seen the last few weeks as far as concerts and a lot of that. Uh, recapping I can do with the uh, the dudes here that are with me in the garage. In fact, uh, they're one of the acts that I've seen play live this summer, so this is going to be a, a really, really fun episode. Please welcome to the Hawk's Nest, the dudes from Pettybone. What's up, gentlemen? What's happening, Arch? Hey. All right, so we got we got John, Randy, Brandon, and Keith, and uh, Marty. I got to get Marty out here. Marty's got guitar lessons tonight. He's always man. teaching. He's always teaching. Is anybody in here a student of Marty's? Is that no? That's the first time I've ever said that, and there wasn't one. No. Everybody's a student of Marty's, man. I think we're all a student of Marty's during rehearsal, but (laughs) other other than that. So, how you been, John? You good, man? Good, man. Good to see you. uh, It hasn't been that long. I was sorry last week, man, but it's always good to see you. It's kind of what we've been doing this summer, man. You know, just hanging out and rocking. Uh, All right, so. I want to get into the history of the band and all that stuff, but I kind of want to recap because I haven't had a chance to really talk about the stuff I've seen. And let's let's start about, let's start with Picktown Palooza. And I'm going to run through this. Thursday was uh, Grand Designs, the the Rush tribute band. Then you had the Bullet Boys and Winger. Uh, one thing I want to throw out from that, I think uh, one of the highlights really from the whole weekend was when Mark Torian came out and played with Winger. And, and they did Ain't Talking About Love. I don't know if anybody saw that. I mean, that was... I sent you that video, man. That was, yes, yes. just incredible. Yes, that was, was. That was incredible. Then Friday, all right, you had Artifacts, Stephen Piercy, and sandwiched in between there, just an amazing group of gentlemen. And that's Pettibone. You guys just, it was... And I've seen you guys before. I've seen you uh, in uh, Inside. So it was kind of cool to see it outside and it was really really badass guys so the new stuff sounds great the kiss sounded amazing go figure i love that tune man um but talk about that experience and if any of the other guys want to kind of hop in and talk about that as well because that was a really really good set and when i brought you guys out i told everybody i said you're gonna have a lot of memories a lot of great memories from this weekend but this band is going to kick your ass and it's going to be one of your great memories and it was well first of all you know marty came on board as you know and Marty Hayes, I'm referring to. And I had played with Marty in the past. Marty literally lives like 10 minutes away from me. And Marty and I had done some stuff together before. And, of course, he's, he's killer. But prior to Marty coming on board, I would say, and I don't want to sound like an ass on the podcast. That rhymes, by the way. Oh, I'll, but, I'll, uh, I'll just play Cornbread's theme but, song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I looked at Bob. I was going to go with Bob first. Cornbread, I was. But. But I would suggest that we probably have the best damn drummer. Uh, I used to say east of the Mississippi, but I'm starting to say west and east of the Mississippi. Brandon Smith on drums is, uh, I don't know who's any better. There's not. And, and I've, I've been singing his praises for the last year, ever since I saw you guys live at the King of Clubs. And I was like, whoa, that was different. I even, and I don't, that's Bob. I'm, I'm kind of a, a you know, loudmouth, but I, I can be shy. But I went, I went up and actually introduced myself to Brandon because I just wanted to let him know what an incredible set that was and how impressed. And, and look, the rhythm section's awesome. We don't, we, I'm not, the guitars are absolutely thick. The vocals are awesome. And I just, he's, that's, that's cool, man, that 
you've you've got this along for the ride here. It's fun. You've got a great band. No, and that's, that's a great core. That's that. a great yeah. core. But I was going to say it starts there, and then you know Brandon brought in Keith Gibson over here. And Keith is uh, best bass player I've ever be. been around. You'd have to be. I mean, yeah. that rhythm section yeah. alone. When I listened to the live mix, you know, Barry was mixing, which is Joe's partner, as you know, that night. Uh, when I listened, I was listening to the Lizzie track, and uh, I told... You guys did Emerald. Yes, I told Brandon... You guys did and, Emerald. That was so killer. I told Brandon and Keith, man, it was like a backing track. I mean, because Barry had them dialed in. Barry actually told me that we had a better mix than Piercy. He said, you guys are killing it. He said, the only fucking difference was, I don't know if I was allowed to say that. Yeah, you can fucking say that. Okay. But anyways, he said, the only fucking. Hold on, let me check. You know what? <laughs> Save that. Hold on. Just a second. Let's just, let's find oh, out. Cornbread, are we allowed to say, you know, fuck? Yeah. There you go. All right, John, go uh, ahead. Thanks, Cornbread. <laughs> I appreciate that. I know we're not on fucking delay here, so <laughs> yes. anyway. Oh, it's a live without a yeah. net now. It's a little, yeah, taking a. So anyway, I'm sorry, John. Go. Barry and I, the guy running sound at Pick Palooza, uh, I had to come out on Thursday because uh, the guy doing backline, Richie Bradburn, called me. He had committed to X amount of JCM 2000 Marshall heads. He had none. He had none. And uh, so I was trying to ignore him, and I had a, a mutual friend who I couldn't ignore that called and said, hey, can you go help Richie? I'm like, well, sure. I had to fly back from Dublin in my truck, go to my house, grab some Marshall stuff, take it up. And, and Winger was literally about 20 minutes from coming on to soundcheck, and he had cabinets, no heads. So long story short, I was there early, and I was raising hell immediately because – in our rider, we had put that we wanted a drum platform for Brandon. I just hate for Brandon to be down on the floor because, first of all, he's so good. I want him up. I want him to see him. He's playing a stainless steel kit, which takes a lot of the, the noise from the stage floor up. So I'm raising hell. You know, the first five minutes I'm there, I got the marshals hooked up for Winger, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the dude up front uh, is uh, – setting the mics up and all of a sudden he turns around and says man who in the fuck are you <laughs> and i'm like uh, i'm john petty but who in the fuck are you and he he drops the mic starts laughing he said i know who you are dumbass that kind of broke the ice <laughs> so john you are and i've your name uh precedes you a little bit sometimes and i've i'm, I'm gonna try and word this properly but i've heard that you you're going to be the loudest motherfucker there as far as setup guys and the band's like, oh shit, here we go. But you, I've heard that about you. Like, man, no one's going to be louder than us. No one. That's yeah. and I love that, dude. That is so awesome. I think it's presentation. I think it's from the '80s, Archie. Because damn right, dude. Everything was is about. I, Keith, uh, Keith uh, is on my ass constantly because we've got multiple SVTs and Keith. You know, I can go direct box. You know, I don't need. I said it's about appearance, Keith. That's, we can, that's, yeah, right. It's, it's a, a show it's the look, force. man. It's like the Russians pulling their shit through the middle of the street. You know, every right. every year. So we got to set it all up. But no, I I think it's <laughs> I get. Archie, that's a great the, line. I get the the feedback. From the sound, Brandon learned this early on when we first started playing. I need that, and I'm very into that sound, and it's 80s driven, and that's where I, I learned it from. And 
I think back in the day in the eighties when we were doing the Al Rosa Villa, in particular, I I gotta shout this out that I learned so much from Mark Chatfield, but I learned that at two o'clock in the afternoon during sound checks at the Al Rosa Villa and the Newport. That's when you really learn stuff. That's right? what I'm saying. That's yeah. that's you know, we'd go in and you know, we'd after they got done, you know, we'd get yeah, to set up in front of them. And sound check, and I learned so much about live sound at that time, and that open guitar chord over top of that, this pounding, driving bass line and the solid drums, and I've seen best drummer there is, period. Keith Gibson. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm oh, sorry. sorry. Gosh I'm darn sorry, it. Man. John, no, that was no, it's not your fault, John. It's, Here it comes, it's oh yeah, it's fly pattern bow. Flight Pattern Bob, where's where's that from? Archie, it's from Columbus going to Charlotte. How many how many souls are on there? Souls on this one is one twenty seven. How many hot chicks? Four. Four. They all went on this flight. None went on the other. Oh, gotcha. No mills. No mills. No Do gills. you include the stewardesses with the hot chicks, or are they like, oh, oh. <laughs> no, no, we, we don't use them. No, no, that doesn't count. I got in trouble one time on a plane, and I had okay. to say <laughs> the stewardesses. <laughs> so, and look, that's that's how this gets derailed sometimes, John, and I Sorry. do apologize. So, the sound, I, here's something, Randy, does that affect you at all? I, and being the singer... To have this laid out the way John's laying it out, and the way you know, but you're 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 a child of the '80s too, man. Yep. Is that is that does that do you do you feed off of that? Is that something you dig to have it oh, that yeah, damn definitely, loud? Definitely feed off of that. Uh, What's this, I mean? It also can can it can also be uh, you know like four songs in can't hear yourself think, but that's what I was. <laughs> I mean, that's what most people are going to think as far as being the singer and 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 having to kind of go up against. Something like that, the wall of sound, if you will. Yeah, but you learn. You learn to kind of stay away from Brandon a little bit so you still have some ears left. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad sometimes. I feel so bad sometimes because of how hard I, I play in that environment. You know, never energy. apologize for that. Exactly, because never I apologize. I, I know how Randy, you know, at this point, what, what I think, like, it's it becomes a muscle memory. So even if you can't hear yourself, you just know how it feels. To play, you know what it feels like, even if you can't hear it. Sometimes, and especially, I, I can imagine sometimes with Randy, if he can't hear himself, it's just that, oh, yeah, that just that he just knows what feels like to hit those moments. And but yeah, for me, I, it's like, especially the cymbals and the vocalist, depending on where we are on the stage. Sometimes I'm I, I really feel for Randy. I'm like, dude, <laughs> how are you? Yeah, yeah. How are you even loud up there, man? Yeah. It is really fucking loud. Up John, when you're putting this band together, on purpose, yeah. when you're putting this band together, like what were things running through your head? What did you want? Because mission accomplished, you got it with these cats. But I mean, what when you when you envision this, I and mean, this is going to help us as far as the history of the band. I mean, what were you looking for? Well, we in, talked in about these this on dudes? air a little right, bit. Man. I, I had an archive of, of tunes that I had written. Randy and I actually played some of those tunes as far back as Action in the '80s. And again, just, you know, time moves on, life moves on. And uh, I had quelled my thirst for playing rock and roll for a long time because I was trying to work. This is interesting. I like this. I like this part. Yeah. And I mean, I seriously would had that urge and I would push it away. And um, 
I actually ran into Brandon. Brandon and I had done a few shows together in like 2010 was my first experience with Brandon. I was doing some Miller Coors promotional stuff, and we were doing stuff with like Kentucky Headhunters, um, Confederate Railroad. Uh, remember Fran Cosmo? Remember Rhino yeah, Bucket? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He Rhino came in Bucket, was doing yeah. a Boston, you know, kind of deal. And I still had Dumas Walker in my head as yes, you were yeah. telling me that. But yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah. So it was, you know, it was kind of an odd pairing, but it it gave us, you know, the 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 time to get back out and start playing live music absolutely. again. And it was very cool. And then uh, again, just kids, business. I mean, this life in general. Uh, I sat down the guitar for a while and, and, and literally Archie had the, the thirst to pick it up daily and I would just shove it aside and put the business first, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, you know, my kids are out of the house now and all that stuff, you know, graduated and doing their own thing. And I thought, you know what, if nothing else, if nothing else, I'm going to get a hold of Joe and I'm going to go record this stuff one last time, but I'm not going to dick around with it. We're going to lay it down the way it should be. Spare no expense, whatever it takes. We're going to You get want it right. them to hear dad the way yes, it the was. Yes, the way it should be. The way it should be. And yeah, that man. was my intention. That's awesome. So I started with Brandon, and I actually ran into Brandon of all places. I ran into Brandon at uh, Schmidt's in German Village yeah, after, an Ohio State, after an Ohio State favorite game. Favorite places ever. And yes. I hadn't seen him for like eight years. And I walked by, and I was with my wife, man, and I sit down, and she's like, what in the hell's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, Brandon Smith. I had walked by him, and it didn't hit me till I sat down. Yeah. So I went over, and he had just walked out, and I literally ran to the parking lot, didn't I? Yeah. And he was already in his car, and I flagged him down. I said, dude, I'm going to go record. Are you in? And he was like, hell yes, I'm in. So, so that's the way. That was kind of a cool story, but – it started with Brandon. That was January first, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, because it was a, it was the first, you know. So you go to Schmidt's and have yeah, yeah, man. So that's what we did. for good luck. Yeah, you need yeah, some man. sauerkraut, man. Oh yeah, and I, I, uh, um, Brandon brought in Keith, and uh, um, where did they play together? Because I know Brandon does ahead. the uh, shadow box. He does shadow box. Is, is that where? Because. And they're known, I mean, for be, having the best musicians in Central Ohio. I mean, that's 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 a given when it comes to Shadowbox. They're amazing. Their band reminds me of Paul Schaefer's shit. It, it, exactly that it's they can yes dialed. yeah. Or what was uh what was the guy from uh, Saturn did G. all the GE Smith? GE Smith. That was another cat that was just surrounded himself with yes. He was yes 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 yes. So exactly. So go ahead. I'll I'll crank the mic up here. But so yeah. Go ahead, Keith. Yeah. Yeah. Just a uh, real quick, like Shadowbox, we had, there was another. Uh, most people are were familiar with the location at Easton. If you yeah. ever had to go to the bathroom at Easton, there was the Shadowbox right there next to the bathrooms at Easton. Well, they had another <laughs> one. They had another uh, theater down at Newport on the Levee in Newport, Kentucky, and they both ran simultaneously. What well, from? Uh, uh, like 2001 to 2011 yep. was Newport, Kentucky. Well, I got hired with Shadowbox in 2009. They did not need a drummer in Columbus. However, the other theater down in Newport, Kentucky needed a drummer. So I moved down there. Well, my my good buddy Keith here on bass, kick-ass bass player, uh, 
was the band leader down there. He hired me in 2009 when Shadow... So he was with Shadowbox before then. So that's how long I've known Keith. I, I just... I, here's yeah. the thing, and, and we were talking about South of Eden before we went on. I, I This is what you need, I think, to really... You need where guys... Not all... Everybody had to grow up together or anything like that, but you have to know each other. Where, you know, you and Randy, and you talk about your rhythm section, and then you throw in a Marty... Which is just, I mean, that was the ultimate free agent pickup. But it's cool for these guys to have known each other and then you guys to have worked in action together. I mean, it's that makes, that's cool. Everybody's comfortable at that point, right? Everybody's got a voice. Everybody's in. And I, I think, think you've got those allegi- those inner allegiances are, are cool for a band, I think. And I, they can work. And I, they make everybody feel safe as far as right. band decisions. I think, Archie, too, that, you know, I hate to keep bringing up Joe's name, but I... We can bring it up. I'm just saying. He sat right over there. It's one of the best shows we ever had, man. I just... His... He's... Joe said to Joe me, fears everybody. Joe yeah. said to He needs me, a theme song, during, quite honestly. During, you know, we were down there for, what, Christ, two years. I mean, just in and out constantly. Because, again, we stayed in there during COVID. Joe allowed us... Yeah, I, what, I mean, how hospitable is he for the, the love of member. God? He's kind of yeah, the he sixth is. member. He, he, right? His voice is on that, But the anybody that's worked with Joe yeah. says that. I mean, right. that's he's a part of that process. Yeah. I mean, they that should you, feel very comfortable, you know. It's a, but he adds. I mean, oh, what? It, that, this, tell me, because I've tried to get the answer. I mean, Joe will never say it, but what is it? I mean... Is he? Is he just? Is it the honesty? Is it his? Here, here's what I think it is, is it Archie. J- Joe is probably one of the most soft-hearted, big-hearted gentlemen. That's true. That I know. I mean, and I can count him on one hand, and he's on that one hand for sure. Bob's awesome. Me yeah. and Dwayne suck, but right. well, yeah. you know. But you know where I'm going with this. He, he, he. You know, there was a there was a little filling out period there. I will tell you this: I remember when we first started recording. You know, we're doing the drum tracks, and uh, Brandon was you know tearing it up as he does. And uh, Joe was at the board. I'm sitting on the couch, you know, and uh, Joe's tracking him. Joe turns around, and said, "Johnny, would you tell your fucking drummer to take some goddamn lessons?" <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, what? yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's like, right. he pulls his headset and said, "Johnny." Not only can this motherfucker play, yeah, he also knows how to tune his fucking kit. He said, you know how much time I spend with guys that come in here just dicking around for hours upon hours? He's like, don't let him go. Yeah. Because he could go anywhere. And I'm like, no, I know, man. I'm, and I'm blessed, and I love him. I, I, uh, I've, I've always, uh, you know, I, I, Randy and I are, of course, the old dudes in the band. And, uh, you know, I feel lucky to have you these two. You need that, too, man. I, I, That's I, what I'm, I'm saying. This saying. is a perfect. This is, this is a great setup. Well, I think what, we've, what we're finding, and I've already known, and I've known this, and it's like this in life, and you know this, Archie, perseverance out, outweighs anything. You know, you don't let the little stuff take you off track. You know, this is a band. We don't go out to dinner together. We don't, you know, do a lot of socializing together. But when we come together, it's business. And there's a shared chemistry there that you just, it's like lightning in a bottle. You know, I know that these two are going to be on. I know that he's going to be on. So it's easy to bring Marty Hayes in and say, Marty, learn these five tunes and we'll rehearse next week. You know, so Marty, Marty when, we did the, uh, when we did that sizzle reel I just showed you, 
Marty was, uh, we were coming back, and if you know Marty, you know how Marty talks. God damn, Johnny. Like, uh, that's, what, <laughs> that's a great, man, you're, like, you're Marty Hayes. He's absolutely like, the best. It's he's the like, best. He's like, that's a hell of a fucking band, man. Yeah. Fuck, man, <laughs> it's going to be cool. Like, fuck. So, Arch, so coming out, did. coming out, Arch, for the, when you were, brought us on we were started with the pick palooza deal here marty you know bangs up against me as i'm walking up marty said god damn john there's, there's a lot of fucking people here man <laughs> Dude, <laughs> and let me just say this as far as i mean and you're Marty's you're a great, great no and john you're a great leader and the way you talk about your bandmates is awesome but to be the leader and to be playing guitar and let a guy like Marty in, that speaks volumes with you, and it's about the sound, it's about your band, and that's what you want. You just want, you want the finished product, yeah. and you want the live experience, and, I, and that's, that's, that's pretty cool of you, man, to, to like let, uh, I mean, Marty's a stud. Marty's an absolute stud. Yes, he is. And has played with some major uh, players in the game, and it's cool that you brought him in and... I don't know. I, I think that speaks volumes of you too, John. He likes the freedom of it. And we've given him, Keith and Brandon and Randy, to tons of room. Uh, you know, I said something. He's something, an artist, somebody. man. He's an, art, he's an artist. No, and, he and, is. And the way he instructs people, that's why he can teach anybody anything. I mean, he yep. teaches different instruments. I mean, it's not just, I can see where he would love to do the Gypsy King thing and the Pettibone thing. That's That doesn't shock me with Marty. We... Uh, Marty kind of threw a little, little. Uh, you know, we started out in the studio with Terry Adams, and uh, Terry, Terry was in Trigger Zone years ago, and Terry grew up with me. Terry's a really good guitar player. He's he's kind of a Floyd Rose master. He's a very good uh, whammy bar guy. Right. He's got the harmonic pinches, you know, like Zach Wild kind of. But uh, you know, there were things that he brought in that harken back to when you're 18, and it's like, you know, we're in our 50s now. Yeah. You know. This is about business. So what happened with that? We canceled some some Highline gigs because he just couldn't make it. And that was kind of between us all. It's like, hey, we love Terry, but, you know. And so thank God Marty Marty was was ready, willing, and able and, and eager to, to step in. And, uh, you know, I know there's, there's going to be some scheduling conflicts, I think, with us and Kings moving down the road, but we're trying to work, you know, through that. But uh, yeah, Marty's been, Marty's been Marty's been great, and actually, Archie, it delayed the release of the album somewhat because once we started rehearsing with Marty, it's like yes, this we, needs, we've to, got this to, needs in, to be laid down. Yeah, we've got to incorporate some this of got to be laid down in it, right? And I think you guys all feel the same. I think Keith, Randy, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, you were there for the performance. You were there for the performance yeah. of Picktown Palooza. I mean, it was like an hour and a half of just no holds barred it was awesome yeah. it was awesome and 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 john one more thing about you and then i want to talk about the new music as well dude you're a riff master man i mean honestly it's like one of the, it's and when i hear the new stuff i'm like jesus man that's for guys like me and guys like yourself that's the essence of hard rock and metal it is but here, the riff, I, I agree the with riff, you. here's, here's how riff. it works and for me i We'll go and spurt spurts. You kind of brought this up on the ra at the radio station. See, this is, we can go long form yeah. now. But I can hear stuff a lot of times in my head, and I'm able to pick up the guitar. And that's what I said. I quelled this for a long time. I mean, I'd be working at my desk and I'm like, nah, 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 you know, right. but, but I, I said, you know, the hell with that. Now let's let's get this stuff. But we wrote the new stuff. 
that, that's that's in the can at Joe's. What do you guys think? I mean, it's it's jumped up another notch or two because it was organic. It was written during rehearsal for the most part. You know, I'd bring a riff into these guys say, "Look, this is what I got." And then you got Keith throwing his stuff in. You got Brandon throwing his stuff in. And Ra- Randy actually, you know, wrote the lyrics on the later stuff, and he did a great. So, job. so let's catch the listeners up, folks that m- might not have heard it on, on QFM. But you had enough for two albums here, so you've got this this new record, and that'll be out shortly. But you've got enough for something for the second one as well. Um, when is the new music going to be released? I know I asked you on the air, but let's just talk about it again. Maybe we can get a little... We're literally within two weeks. Okay. There's a little bit of artwork that I'm, I've got to launch next week to finalize. Then Joe Veers tells me once that's done, it goes to where they're being printed. So we're two to three weeks max. And, and I'm hearing some of this stuff in, uh, in the truck here as well, in the, in the driveway. And, and I got to tell you guys, for and I'm talking to the listener right now, it, we all like the same music. If you're listening to this podcast, we're, we're all on the same page here. You're going to love these riffs. You're going to love these songs. And, man, I'm telling you, dude, it just, that is, that's late 80s Hetfield good, man. I mean, it's not to be sacrilegious, but it's like, damn, I love that. That's the shit, like, off of justice that deserved more justice. You know what I mean? I thought that was some of Hetfield's best stuff, but I'm like, God, this it's complex. It's, it's thick and it's everything that eighties hard rock fans love. So that's, there, that's my, that's that. you can, if you want to put that on a, on a sticker and stick it on the album, yeah. go for it. But I'm just saying, I, yeah. that's, that's exactly what it is, John. And it fucking, I dig it, man. I will tell you this. And again, I keep dropping Joe's name. Joe told me one time during the process, you know, we'd stay in there till 10, midnight sometimes. And uh, Joe, Joe told me after one session, he said, man, he said, I hate to admit it, he said, but my kids will tell you. They said, they say, Dad, you drive like fucking grandma. Right. Man, you drive like 30 miles an hour, man. And Joe said, I'm going down 270. He said, I took your stuff with me last night because I was going to hit it in the morning when yeah, I came in. Yeah, he said, I'm How on fast? Two, he said, I'm on 270. Look down, I said, I'm doing fucking 95. <laughs> yeah. 270, yeah. so I've never been. He said, the Acura has never been 95, ever. Like, <laughs> he set a, a land speed record but in the he Acura. Said, he said, it's that 1980s it is. energy. It is. Driving it is. Judas Priest, Iron Maiden. Just it is. Bam. It is. It is. It is. So that was a compliment. The other thing I'll say about the writing, I, I don't consider myself you know that good of a guitar player. Veers put it to me like this. He said, you know how many people come in here, JP? He said, here's the thing. He said, you take what you know how to do, and you can weave that into a song that somebody actually likes to listen to. He said, that's the mark of a good guitar player. That was a big compliment to me because I don't think that I'm, you know. Right on. It's just I know, me. but that's why I want to make sure I got all that out. And here's the other thing. I mean, and these guys, Brandon will tell you in particular, Brandon's around me a lot more. Uh, than Keith and Randy on a daily basis. But, I mean, I listen to Chardet. I listen to Glenn Miller. You know, I love that shit. You know, I like the Gap Band. I love shit like that, too. But you know where it came from. But when I put that guitar on and I turn that amp on, <laughs> right? there's, that's what comes out. That's what comes out. And, again, to have such great musicians. Keith's probably the best musician in the band, by the way. 
as far as a technical musician, Keith is a great musician. Oh. Randy's a great vocalist. He's got a great yeah. ear. He know he, he knows his theory. Yes. He's got a great he's got a great fucking ear, and he he's just rock solid every time. That's as a drummer. I mean, you you just find he's that killer. bass player. You just want to take everywhere with you. Well, and and that's the thing, Brandon. When you know, every, it's not just words. I mean, the rhythm section. There is something to that in every style of music, and especially when I hear these songs that you're playing for me, that it's that adds to the thickness, man. Yes, yeah, the riffs will get you so it's far, thick but as it, hell, dude. it's so it's thick. thick as it hell. is so Are thick. Are you kidding me? That's man. that's 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 the first thing I told John <laughs> when I heard these songs. I'm like, my God, that's thick, man. Yeah. And that's what you want if you. If you know 80s metal riffs like you think you do, folks, this is what you want to hear. It's, it's just, it's awesome. It's awesome, it's awesome. So yeah. we're going to get the new one soon. Yes. This Promise. other, the second one, how far down the line is? are we looking at that? I think because of the Marty factor, again, there's a lot of things laid down. And I think we, you know, we've already played a few of them live with Marty. So we'll probably get back and rework some of the harmonies. And you so want to enjoy this one. You want to enjoy yeah, this, right, this, right, this, this, this release right. as well. And I've got, I've got a couple that I want to get to Keith and Brandon and Randy in particular, too, that we're working on. Um, you know, I, there is no expiration date on this project to me. I'm not, you know, I want to take it as far as we can get it. We, we, we right now, you know how it was in the 80s, Archie. I could, I could play gigs every night of the week. It's not like that anymore. The, the scene has changed. You know, the king of clubs is probably, you know, obviously, as you know, the premier place good one, man. to play what we play. Um, we need to break the ice at the, I guess, Kimball Live used to, was the LC, and we've got, we've got some contact there. But we need some more venues to go out and start punching this stuff out. But, again, we've, we've just kind of taken baby steps, and we've, we, it's happened pretty good. I mean, I think the gigs that we've done have been really good venues, and they've been really good gigs. I mean, we've been with national guys every time. That was a great slot at Picktown, too, guys. Yes, I mean, was. that was a great time slot. And, and, I mean, fuck, you guys played for, it was like an hour, hour and a half? half? gave us an hour and a Holy half. Holy shit. Hey, Very generous. Two covers. Uh, right? Yeah. Two killer ones. You went yeah, with two. Kiss and freaking Thin Lizzy. Yeah. I'd say that was, uh, and the Thin Lizzy Emerald. Come on, man. What a great choice. Yeah. That's, just, what a, that's, that's just really incredible on uh, Picktown Palooza's part for, for giving us an hour and a half. You know, yeah. They, they didn't have, you know, they yeah. have to do that, man. Like, that was cool. Being a, being a local act like that, them giving us a full hour and a half, that was pretty awesome of them. Yeah, yeah, and thanks for letting me bring you guys out. That was awesome for you guys to yeah. let me do that. I consider I mean, that I an honor. I think you should do the King of Clubs, too, if you're up there, man. Right on. You know, I would love for you. Let's to talk about that show. Well, f- before we get to the shows coming up, uh, let's talk about how, how do people, like, where are we going to be able to get this music? Are we going to be able to, because I know you've got it on vinyl. Are we going to go digital? I mean, what what all are you thinking here with this with this the game latest plan release? right now. Again, just a couple weeks ago, which was the game plan to get it out before the Striper show, which is September 10th, get through Pickpalooza, get back to the studio with Joe. We remastered, you know, Marty's stuff on, you know, four of the tunes. And uh, so it's ready to go. I didn't know this, uh, Arch, but Jesus, God, there's five different ways to do a CD cover. Yeah, the old traditional plastic. <laughs> Things have changed, yeah. John. Is that what yeah, you're saying? That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. So we, we settled on bet, that man. format, and Joe did the format. I did the rough draft for the format last week. I actually talked to Kelly Seymour, the graphic guy 
on the way up here. We have lunch next week to finalize. Then it goes to print, and what I understand, it's that's immediate. I mean, it's just going to take a few days. So I think within two weeks, two weeks, and I promise you, there's going to be a drive to the QFM studios, and there's going to be a package <laughs> with your name on it. Because we, we, you know what, Archie, we love you, man. I mean, we've known your voice forever. And I mean, you are a, a, a such a supporter of local rock, not just us. I mean, Christ, you support everybody, man. And that's killer. And to have, you know, the seat that you set in daily up there and to be, uh, to be a, you know, a friend of yours, Jesus, God, what a great thing, man. Thanks for coming you know? to the Hawks Nest, too, guys. It's, it's so cool to have these, these musicians. And, and, and honestly, I've had all types of people. I've had bar owners and, and just Nate, you name it. I mean, I can't even, Bob, we've had a blast with this cornbread. We've had a blast with this. And it's just, it's cool to get people just hanging out in the garage. People are like, you're, you might be expecting a little too much, but it's, it's a fucking garage, right? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's a garage. Uh, I mean, I still got my motor oil. I still got the, the leaf blower. Everything's in here, but it's, it's where me and my buddies congregate. This is where we talk about music. This is where we watch sports. And, and, and Bob, let me just say this. Bob made my bar. Uh, he made uh, his bar. He also made our friend Heartland's bar. During the, the lockdown, that's what we did because we don't bar hop. We just garage hop. So <laughs> Bob, you know, flight pattern back there, built these bars for us so we could all just – everybody has a name, and it's usually your pro sports team. I'm a Seahawks fan, so we're in the Hawks' nest. Heartland is a Bengals fan, so that's the jungle. Bob, on the other hand, is a Browns fan, and he rides a Harley. It's called – the hog pound, which is amazing, but we it's it's kind of cool, and I I love showing these guys and my friends and my neighbors what a great scene artistically there is in Central Ohio. Yeah, we have I've had some really cool people call in, and it's awesome. Still blows my mind if you'd have told fourteen year old Archie that Rudy Sarzo is going to call his fucking garage, I'd be like, that is that's some West Virginia weed you have because that's not happening. But yeah, man, it's 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 been a cool ride. I, I enjoy doing this, and it's great having you guys in because I'm really excited about your new music, and I want people to know that. And I'll go to the top of the mountain and yell it. It is Thanks, really man. really good, John. Well, listen, I think what you just said about the garage, and I'll look you in the eye and tell you, it's blue collar. Yeah, that's, that's where it. we came that's from. It. I mean, that's it. We're middle class. That's it. Midwestern boys, United States boys <laughs> here, and I'm fucking proud of that, man. Yeah. And you know when we when we go out, man, it is work ethic, and I'm gonna fucking whip your ass. And if you don't like what the fuck we're doing, get out. When, Period. When it doesn't matter if it's Pettibone, doesn't matter if it's South of Eden, it doesn't matter who comes in here. There is a Midwestern yes. vibe, and that touch is on everyone's music right. and everyone's art, and that's what I love. I do too. You know, yeah, I like the Seahawks and the Mariners, but man, I'm an Ohio kid. And that's, I, I feel that. You can feel it, dude, when you're talking about Chatfield. We're talking about Eric Moore. When you, you know, but we've been, I've been listening to uh, Mongolians like you can't believe. And it's like, fuck, that just, that's, my, yeah, right? Right, hard, you. But it's like, that's Midwestern. That's Ohio. And it's, you say blue collar, and that's exactly what it is. And I just, it I love that when it's sprinkled onto the music. And, you know, you remember uh, Living Color, we are the children of concrete and steel. And, uh. You know, that's my business, man. And, and, and I think that that reflects in the music because, it's it, awesome. it, again, it's take no prisoners. And, uh, yes, and, and Mongolians is killer. Isn't that a great? That I love head, that, man. dude. It just gets in my head. You die, 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 die. Mongolians. 
You know, uh, I told you, I think I told you a story the other night when we were off air, but I was uh, at the Alrosa, and uh, Eric was doing the Eric Moore band thing then, and that's when Chatfield had Rosie going, and we uh, – we were we were at Del Rosa one What night, year man. would this give us a rough? This would be eighty four, eighty three, okay. eighty four. But uh, I was with my my wife, who was in my girlfriend, then, and I I kind of kept her shielded from the rock and roll side of me, if you know what I mean. She right. was in nursing school, and you know, didn't want to screw so, that yeah, up. Yeah, You're yeah, gonna need so, that down yeah, the road, so right? Anyway. <laughs> right? That's why I married an accountant. So dude. she came in that particular night to watch us, man, and and. Uh, um, we were standing back by the dressing room at the Alrosa, which was on the left side arch, was the opening band, and, and Rosie was on the right. And I know I told you this, but this the Alrosa had the, for the, people to hear this. the double doors, right? And on the double doors, they had the old two-before that went down in the bracket so you couldn't push the double door open where you loaded in. So uh, Eric, if you know Eric, Eric's, I'm not a very tall guy. Eric wasn't probably about my size, but he uh, – he came through the back door, and I had just come off stage about 10 minutes before that. And Jesse, my, uh, my wife, was, who my girlfriend then was with me. And, again, I'm trying to, kind of, trying to shield her from everything that goes yeah, on especially here. Eric Moore yeah. walking in. So dude. Eric walks in with his entourage and <laughs> walks, makes a beeline right for him and says, where's all the fucking dope, Johnny? <laughs> so I'm like, man, I, you know, I'm trying to play. Like, oh, man, I, man, I don't know, Eric. And he's like, come on, Johnny. So he walks back to that back door and he pulls that fucking two before out of the door and then he brings the two before up and he's got it like a baseball bat. All right, Johnny, where's the fucking dope? So that was my wife's first exposure. Yeah. Did to you ask you? Did you look at your girlfriend and say, and "Where's the, the dope? Yeah. Where, you're supposed to bring it. Where's but the dope?" The other thing is Eric was looking me in the eye and I looked down and I swear Eric had taken a pair of Gene Simmons boots off the tour with him. So, That's but great. Eric was killer, man. Eric Eric was a killer guy. He was a fixture, as you know, and somebody that I loved and admired uh, a lot. And uh, he was very complimentary of us when I was young. And uh, as crazy as he would, you know. Might appear if you didn't know him. His heart was as big as, as, as anyone's, and he was soft-hearted, and he was very articulate and uh, very smart, and uh, he was always encouraging with me. When, when I listen to me. those old recordings from the gods, like, I'm amazed at, like, dude, his tone was, it was, you know, we were talking about Mongolians, but it's like, damn, when you hear that song, you're like, wow, that's just the pitch. He's, it's really really well done yes. that recording especially i always yes. thought was really really I mean, good but it, the dude had yes anyway he was special he's a let he's I mean, yeah he was, yes he he's a legend special. here but i think for people outside of the state if they were to discuss and listening to this podcast and if you're discovering the gods for the first time um appreciate up. that appreciate that because it's it's really good man dude no. had a great tone he did yeah eric was killer man was killer. so great bass player man let's uh oh Look here. We're going to get a plane. This is this show has had everything. Petty Bone. Here we go. Hold on, kids. Here he comes. Oh, yeah. It's fly pattern Bob. Bob, where's that plane coming from, my man? Our kids leaving Columbus. Okay. Okay, it's going to Hotlanta. 164 souls. 164 souls. Let's wait. Let's take a vote. John, how many think? How many uh, hot chicks you think are on? 164. How many hot chicks? They're flying Delta, so there's got to be eight of them on it. But I'm including at least two stewardesses that are female, not male. Here we go. What do you got? I got six hot chicks. Wow. Okay. Uh oh. One milf. One milf. (laughs) One milf. She's she's uh, taking her daughter to Atlanta. 
Oh, that's sweet. It's like yes. Her daughter's not one of the hot chicks. Oh, she looks like her dad. She's got the Billy Joel disease, yeah. right? Yeah. Billy Joel and Christy Brinkley, and that poor little girl looked like Billy. Oh, <laughs> you know? Oh, oh shit. That is. As long as there's a seatbelt on us. Oh, is Brandon trying to see your app? It's like a lot of people are always like, what's going on with that oh, app? That's that not stuff. a real app. Yeah, it's a real app. It's a real app. I love that stuff. Pettybone, thank you so much, gentlemen. Uh, if you get a chance to see him with Striper, that's at the King of Clubs. Date on that, September, September 10th. 10th? Yes, it is. So, you know, if you're going to be in town, make sure you go to that show and, and check my boys out here. Uh, anything else? As far as following you, I follow you guys on Facebook, which is a, is a good way to do it. I'm old. But as far as, uh, is, that, is that where yeah, we're going to find you? Facebook.com slash Pettibone Music. Yep, Pettibone Music. Pettibone Music. Yeah. yeah. Guys, yeah, best of luck. Reverb Nation as well. Yeah, Reverb. Yeah. Right on. Reverb Nation Pettibone, slash Pettibone Rocks. Yeah. Guys. Archie, thank you. Well, no, I appreciate it, fellas. Thanks thank for coming you. out to the Hawk's Nest. And uh, Cornbread and, and Flight Pattern Bob will tell you, you now's when the fun show. starts. No, I'm kidding. You need What's to that? be at the Striper Show. Okay. Once you come out and introduce us again, I hope you will. I'll do it. I'll do it. Sweet. I was Sweet. sober for your introduction, right? And yes. I'll try to be sober again. <laughs> the last time I did stage announcements at the King of Clubs, not so <laughs> much. Not, no, not no, so no, much. No. Like, when I, I remember bringing Enough's Enough out, and then the one time I brought Faster Pussycat out, like, like I could hear myself slurring. The speech, I'm like, oh shit, get off the stage, Arch. I remember get the off the stage. To the camel that night, Archie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good times. Pettybone, thank you, gentlemen, and I can't wait to hear the the new music. I've already heard some of it, and it's it's phenomenal. And until then, guys, we'll get you back out. Maybe we'll get you back out before the year is up. Love is that it, man. is thank that you. cool? Then we can really kind of break down. Uh, the new record. Yeah, I promise the album will be delivered to you. You man. got it, bro. Thanks. Hey, Will Shannon will be calling the show next week. He is the owner of Cooter's Pub in Eagle Pass, Texas. He was a great guest last time, and it's going to be cool to catch up and hear about some of the shows that they've had this summer and some of the shows uh, that they have on the horizon. So until the next episode of Garage Days, stay frosty. I'll have to check that out.